This is like a whole operation. I'm in a closet right now. Literally in a closet. Well, no, not. Well, yes. <laughs> okay. If you're still finding your way, that's or even if you've got it all figured out, that's I want to hear what you've got to say. That's it's Bullish with Toro. Hello, hello, guys. It's Toro here, back at you with another episode of Bullish with Toro. I recorded this episode back in December before I decided to make a move to Barbados, which is where I am now, still enjoying the sun. Uh, the winter's looking really rough. It does not. <laughs> the winter does not agree with me, so I'm very happy to still be here. Uh, it's February. It's the end of February. Happy Black History Month. Uh, which we all should know is really American history. So uh, I hope everyone's been learning some new facts, having some exploratory conversations with their friends, with their families. Really important to keep the progress and momentum moving forward. On this episode, episode four, I interview my dear friend Kwabi, who is a photographer, actor, musician, performer, songwriter. He's an artist. And we get into that, how he's been creating during the pandemic, what his latest projects are, and there's even a little bit of a musical demo. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Let's get bullish for Kwabi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bullish with Toro. This is Toro, and I'm here today with Kwabi. Hello, Kwabi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, do you know why I wanted you on the show today? Honestly, because we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> That's basically like, that... right. Well, uh, also because you're a young artist. Oh. Yeah, a young artist in a pandemic. Yes. Yeah, so I'm curious how that's all going. I haven't seen you since April. I know. When we did a little pandemic photo shoot. Yes. Socially distanced with masks, guys. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. Outdoors you know. as well. Um, so it was interesting because we were catching up a bit earlier. Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out how to describe you. And at first I was saying, well, you're an actor mm -hmm. who also performs music. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, actually, maybe he's more of a performer but we landed on you aligning yourself to being an artist. Yeah, I'm just an artist. That's the easiest thing to say because I feel like the spectrum of what I do changes monthly. Like some months I'm doing more photography, some months I'm doing more music, and then there's like three months where I'm just like acting, acting, acting. Mm -hmm. But in this pandemic, I've been doing less acting and a lot of music, songwriting, and photography. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. But before mm -hmm. we dive into all of the stuff you're up to now, let's warm up. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Should so... I taking out my earrings for this one? <laughs> That's what it looks like you're doing. <laughs> what kind of exercise do you want to do? Let's do... You know, I would say core, but then I wouldn't be able to speak. <laughs> so how about we do high knees? Oh, shoot. Okay. Let's do or it. Or butt kicks. Which one is it? <sighs> Let's do butt kicks. Let's do butt kicks. Let's do butt yeah. kicks. Okay. All right. So you can stand up. Okay. I'm going to give this a little bell, a little ding, ding, ding. 
Uh, am I good here? Should I move the microphone? Uh, you can move the microphone. Okay. <clears throat> like right here? Yeah, and okay. be as close as you can. Okay, here we go. Oh, shoot. I don't know about this guy. <laughs> okay. What is your astrological sign? I'm an Aquarius. What's your favorite food? Oh, sweet potato. That's why. Yeah, I was I like, what? Um, rice, uh, jollof rice. <gasps> okay. Yeah. What's your favorite musician or musical group? Right now, it is her. Okay. Favorite color? Green. Favorite smell? Oh, cologne. I was going to say, what's the best jollof rice, Nigerian or Ghanaian? <laughs> you already know Ghana. Nigerian. That's right. That's right. Ghanaian. Time, time. <laughs> I hope Nigerian covers over the Ghanaian. Ooh, I don't want to get attacked by these Nigerians out here. You know, it's all love for our people. But I got to get to the Ghanaians. <laughs> I'm about to get attacked. Oh, this is so great. I actually, people do say Ghanaian, but I don't know about that. To be honest, I I can't remember the last time I had Nigerian jollof. So you know, let's tell the yeah. people who aren't familiar with jollof rice what uh, what it is. Okay, jollof rice. It <laughs> is a, a basically a seasoned tomato based mixture of rice yeah tomato pepper onion you blend it up into a blender it makes this kind of red soup Mm -hmm. and you cook the rice inside of it um then it comes up being Mm -hmm. delicious and you can add you know vegetables to it shrimp shrimp you can add chicken whatever you want oh so good Mm -hmm. all right anyway the name of this podcast i know catch your breath you warmed up right right now let's Let's do this So the name of this podcast is Bullish with Toro. So what do you think about when you hear the word bullish? I think about taking charge. But I also think of bullshit. Oh. I think of, you know, like like shooting the shit with your friends kind of thing. Like, you know, you're talking, talking smack, but like in the comfort of your friends, like no judgment. Like they're not going to judge you for what you're saying. But also like hard hitting questions too. Like... You know, some deep questions where you're like, ooh, that was a charge mm-hmm. at me. So that's what I'm think- That's what I think. Okay. You know? Well, we're going to keep this conversation pretty bullish then. Okay. Let's go. Here's one of the definitions that I pull from Merriam-Webster. Okay. Hopeful or confident that someone or something will be successful. Optimistic about the future of something or someone. Okay. So I kind of want to see, you know, how this pandemic's been treating you. Um, and what kind of things you're looking for in success now. But before we go there, Uh what kind of a kid were you? What kind of a kid was I? It depends because I went through stages. Okay. So from like preschool to about like first, second grade, I was definitely quiet, very introspective, very observant, and... um, really respectful like I was a goody goody everything I did had to be perfect I was a people pleaser like I wanted to make sure that you know I did right by my mom and dad all the time you know I couldn't do wrong in anyone's eyes and that's a lot of pressure isn't it it is but then it wasn't because I think just like having multiple siblings you're just like oh I'm gonna make sure I don't do that so I don't get in trouble so I I just like learned from my older siblings too and then from like second grade to like sixth grade is when I developed my personality, when 
I realize, oh, I can be funny sometimes. Like, you know, I can shoot the shit and have fun. And um, yeah, that's when, and I start to be very extroverted. I went from being very introverted to very extroverted. And so it was like, you know, one extreme to another. And I feel like now it's affected my adult life where I'm an ambivert. Okay. You know? So you have your moments of being wanting to rage, yes. which is fun. Yes. And then when you just want to chill, maybe read a book, listen to music. Right. I can be the life of the party, but I also need my me time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the way you looked at the mic. Who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> my microphone is on. Let me start. <laughs> insider, insider, insider. Okay. So, like, in high school, were you a jock, a theater kid, a little bit of a nerd? That's funny you say that. I was all of the above. Mm. I started out, I wasn't really a jock when I started off high school because I was chubby. And you can't be a, well, in my eyes at the time, I was like, you can't be, like, sport sporty if you're, like, chubby. So I worked, I worked my ass off and, like, you know, I started to get really lean, work out a lot. And I would consider myself sporty, but I wasn't as athletic as the other high school kids because they had the edge on me because they were already like built Mm -hmm. athletically, you know. Um, But I was also very musical because I was in choir. I did plays. I did musicals. I did all of that from freshman year. And I was really nerdy. I like made sure I always had high honors every single quarter. Wow. Yeah. So I was all of the I was all of the above. Am all the above still. So did you study music in school or how did you end up kind of considering yourself an artist today, yourself to be? That's a good question. So I started actually in seventh grade. There was this um, choir called Cumbancheros. I went to school in the Bronx, so it was predominantly Hispanic. Um, and I wanted to be a part of a choir and it was honestly all girls cause none of the boys wanted to do it. So I was like, I'm going to do it, you know? And I was like, I know I can sing as high as these girls. And so, <laughs> and I could, and I sang higher than a lot of them, but they were like, you're a boy, you have to sing in the, you know, the lower section. I was like, fine. But it was cool. Got, I got that experience. And then I learned how to read music my freshman year of high school. And I enjoyed reading music and I enjoyed that for four years and then in college i did music for two years and yeah that's how i got into music and i didn't think i was going to be a musician or songwriting i just started songwriting like in my journal in college but i didn't think it was going to go anywhere huh you just started songwriting in your journal yeah it was scary it's scary to like reveal stuff like that yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, a lot of people when they have their downtime in college, they're playing video games or mm-hmm. going out. Well, I'm not that you wouldn't go out, but I did it's both. a very introspective move to to take pen to paper. Yeah, I did both. Like I was definitely going out. I was the life of the party. <laughs> but the days where I would disappear, I was writing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then what are you what are you up to now? It's uh December of uh 2020. Of 2020. What am I up to now? I'm actually working on an Afro pop song right now. Okay. It's called Dusk. Um, I won't reveal too much about it, but it's it. I had a really 
really bad dream in April. And it was, I don't know if it was an anxiety dream or what, but I've just been having a lot of crazy dreams this year. Me too. And... I was just like, okay, let me write about this. And it was it was one of the strangest dreams I've ever had in my life. It just, nothing made sense. It was like kind of gray. I was like, whoa. And so I decided to like write about it. And, and then when I was writing about it, I was like, oh, let me just hit up one of my friends who is an amazing jazz key player. I was like, hey, I have, I have some lyrics um, and I have a melody. Let's work on this. Sent it over to him. And he started writing chords, and I was like, yes, this is going to work. And it, originally, it was like an R&B jazz song, and I was like, let's change it up. I want to do something like Closer to My Roots. And so I was just like, let's make it Afro, Afro beats, Afro pop. Okay. So that's what I'm working on right now. We're still in the stages of um, We have the song like fleshed out. I definitely have a demo of it, but we want to add on to it to make it pop. And I'm also teaching chess. I teach chess to young scholars mm-hmm. from the ages of four to about 13, 14. I also teach adults too, but not many adults have been playing this year. There's so much chess that's being uh, brought up on these episodes. Sharon on episode two asked if I walked the Queen's Gambit. Luca was episode three. Mm-hmm. And now you. Yes. Yes, chess. And yeah, I love it. I It's definitely hard over Zoom. I'm not going to lie, but... I do that. And I've been auditioning through Zoom and self-tapes. Yeah. So How I'm does doing... that feel to be auditioning on? I mean, you know, it's self-tapes are a thing that it's pretty yeah. normal. So yeah. what's the, the big difference? I love self-tapes because I can do as many takes as I want and get the perfect take. But it's having to not come into a room and like show off like your personality, your energy and doing that through Zoom. Is so hard, and having a chemistry test through Zoom is so hard. Yeah, that makes it doesn't sense. work, you know. And I was just like, I don't, I don't feel as authentic as I want to be, you know. As, as much as I try, it's just different. But it might be the, the wave now, it might be. So I got to get used to it. I, I just got to adapt. I would say, I don't want to say get used to it. Just adapt to the change in environment as an artist. You have to. So how do you, how have you been keeping sane? How have I been keeping sane? With all of this isolation and quarantining and mm. social distance. Mm. A few ways. One, I was running a lot. I was running a lot. When I mean running a lot, I was, I was probably running about 30 to 40 miles a week mm-hmm. from start of quarantine, like end of March till about August. That's a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> I was running a lot. It, it just helped me clear my head. You know, um, now I do more lifting, you know, just toning. I don't do too much running. I, th- I think I run like maybe five miles a week now as opposed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big drop. <laughs> Very big drop. <laughs> but yeah, I'm still trying to run, but not doing too much, but a lot more lifting. And I FaceTime friends that I haven't spoke to in a while, you know, talk to family here and there and still make music i'm i've been writing a lot more which is good i'm trying to not trying to i'm working on my second ep so it's going to be a, a cool one very different vibe from my first one i was gonna say what's the the big difference 
I think the first one was very eclectic. It was just a whole bunch of different styles that I was influenced by. And this the second one is going to be more of a, a genre, like a solidified genre of like my songs. And I think it's going to have more of a drive and not be too alternative, sad, black boy, and more of just like, just doing it. What are you kind of, what are you saying in these songs? In the first EP or the second? Both, sure. Okay, so I would say the first EP was a lot about how secret my love life was. It's just because I'm a very private person when it comes to that. I just don't. I just don't think people should know other people's love lives because that's such an intimate thing to me. Yeah, how I see. You know, like you can talk about with your friends, but I don't think people should know too much. You know, Hmm. because that's the that's the beauty of it. Like you two share something that no one else shares. You know, and so I was just like, you know, I never talk about my love life, but I'm going to vaguely talk about it in my EP. You know, give a little sneak peek with like, yeah, a little bit of like heartbreak, you know, lust and like and just like good vibes and just all of that. And that was the first one. The second one. Well, a few songs that I have on it is similar in terms of like, you know, I'm still speaking from relationship aspect, but less less about being vague and more about being upfront about like what's happening. What's happening? Ah, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what's happening. We'll what's see what's happening. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know. You know. A lot's happening. <laughs> oh, no. Never stop. Um, yeah. I just, there's one song on it that actually I wrote two years ago that's going to be on this. It's called Black Heart. So it's just, it's basically self-explanatory. Black Heart. Like, you know, you give yourself up to someone and then they turn cold, and then you turn cold too. And then you, mm. your relationships, your future relationships with other people, is different because of that bad relationship. Yeah, you have trust issues, and you're, you know, you you do things differently, you move differently because of that past relationship. So that's one. That's Black Heart. But the other song, and then another one is Mixed Signals. You know when you you know when someone's giving you mixed signals and you don't know what's happening. That's happened to me a handful of times. Yeah. But I've learned recently that if someone's giving you mixed signals, they do not want you. You know when someone wants you. Yeah. You should you should know. And if you don't, it's not yeah. worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's other songs that I'm working on still, you know, still in the process of writing. Like one's called For You. Um, like when you do something, give your all out for that one person. And then another one's called Red Moon. Ooh. I wrote that. I wrote that on the plane, cause from where to where? Actually, coming back from Miami on my birthday this year, and yeah, it was my birthday weekend. We were coming back from Miami to New York, and then I saw the moon. I was like, mm, the moon is like looking dope right now, and then I just like you know put my phone in airplane mode and like started writing, and yeah, so that's what happened. You're an Aquarius, so your birthday was in January. So no, were... February. Oh, okay. You're yeah. that, you're that Pisces kind of cusp. No, 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 uh-huh. no. It's it's so funny because I my birthday is the beginning of February, and Aquarius starts at the end of January into the middle of February. Right. So I'm like you're at right. the middle. I'm ashamed I got that wrong. Mm. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Aquarii are kind of weird, though. But anyway, yes. carry on. Yes, we are <laughs> very weird. But I have vibed with every Aquarium that I've met. And I don't meet too many Aquarians, which is so weird. Um, but I have vibed with every Aquarian that I met. And I'm not a huge star sign kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But recently, I'm just However, like... However, you're the only person who, when I asked for questions, you gave me your sun, moon, and rising listen, sign. Okay? Listen, I just, I just wanted to put it out there, just in case. Just in case you came at me. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to make sure that I was on it. I was like, so no one can tell yes. me different. I was like, I have the sun, moon, everything. And you have two Aquarii in your Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Which makes sense, you know. Um, I believe the moon is more of your internal feelings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that too. Like Aquarius are very okay, Aquarii. They're very independent, <laughs> go with the flow, wind mm-hmm. kind of vibe. And um, unique. Unique. Unique individuals. Yes. And I can see that. As like, especially if I compare myself to my four other siblings, I'm so different from them. So different. Like, you know, I'm the black sheep of the family, which I love. The black, black. The black, sheep. black sheep. <laughs> <laughs> the black sheep of the black family. <laughs> you know, so I'm black, black. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and my moon. No, no, I said that. My rising is a Libra. So is what... I'm perceived to, I'm perceived as Mm -hmm. from other people, right? Correct. And that makes sense. Now, Libras, what are Libras? Libras are uh, indecisive or decisive. I'm not going to talk smack about Libras. Okay. (laughs) We're not going to do that. (laughs) We don't want no Libras coming for you. (laughs) Am I going with the negative all the time? It's like Aquarius. You guys are weird. Yeah. Libras, indecisive. Um, I just remember one thing about Libras is they are not people pleasers, but they get along with everyone. Yeah. They're balanced. Yeah. Scales. Right. Right. And I can see that because my, my brother and my sister, they're both Libras and I can see that. Mm -hmm. Back to the music. 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 Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) You want to give us a little taste, a little oh, taste of anything? What? What do you want to hear? Is there one of your songs from the second album that is one of your favorites? From my EP, my second EP that I'm working on? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can you give know, you a little You know, what's the difference something? between an EP and an album? So EP is a shorter amount yes, of songs? Yes, extended, yeah, extended okay. play. It's a short amount of songs. It's about, uh, I think it's less than 30 minutes. Mm. Um, so it's about five, four to five songs. Okay. And an album is a whole collective, you know, just like it could be anything after 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. I will get there. My debut album will come out one day for sure. But right now I'm working on EPs because I just, I feel like in this day and age, people don't listen to albums fully anymore. They can only listen, their attention span can handle, what, two, three songs max at a time. They're like, okay, I'll listen to the rest later. Um, And so a lot of artists are just putting out EPs because they're just like, okay, we understand everyone's attention span is changing with music. Let's put out less, you know, music, you know, but. Smaller bites. Right. But you put more effort into it. Rather for singles, like there are artists who just single after single after single, which gets a little like, in my opinion, 
no one come for me. I think it gets a little cheesy, you know, because I don't feel like that's artistry. I feel like that's just like you're either doing it because the label's telling you to just put out a single, put out a single. Um, but where's the art in that? Like, why, why don't you want to work on like a whole masterpiece rather than just like, OK, I did, you know, a part of a project. Let's throw it out there. I did part of a project. Let's throw that out. It's like, ugh. I see that. I listen to um, Adele 25 in my car anytime mm -hmm. I'm driving. Mm -hmm. And it's to the point where I know what the next song's going to be just because I keep listening to it in that order, yeah. which I'm sure is really intentional. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's part of the, the storytelling. I that's that. the hardest part about what order the song should be in because it can change up the whole, the whole vibe. EP, the mm -hmm. whole vibe, you know? So... That's the hard part. But, yeah. I can give you a little taste of Black Heart. Just like I can sing a little something. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. I'm standing at the corner of your city. There's no way I'm ever turning back. Baby, won't you love me till I feel pretty? Cause I'm numb and all I feel is black. Black heart, black joy, no fun, oh boy. Black heart, black joy, no fun, oh boy. You never had the patience just to tell me. Only when you downed all the Hennessy need, and then it pours all out so suddenly. When you prefer not to be with me, I gave you all my soul. Now it's dull and broke. Was this all a joke? Let me know your end goal. And that was Black Heart. Oh my God! Your range is out of control. Really? Thank you. That's so funny you say that because That's I was That's why the always... girls were hating in, in your choir, <laughs> clearly. No, it's so funny because I, growing up, I used to have a high-pitched voice. Like, like I, like on the phone, like my aunt and uncle would be like, is this your sister? And I'm like, no, it's me. <laughs> and I, so I had a, like, I sound like a girl until like I was 14, 15, and then my voice dropped. <laughs> yeah, I'm here dropped. looking at the levels on this microphone. I'm like, I need to turn this. <laughs> right. My voice dropped so much. And then, and this is when I started getting serious with singing. So I had to learn how to sing in such a different register that I wasn't used to with all these voice cracks. And, and I would get self-conscious because like all these like boys are like able to hit all these like belty high notes. And I'm like, oh my God. And every time I'm going to falsetto, I'm like, wait, I still have this falsetto? I'm gonna oh, use this. Go. And then I just started like, you know, going in with it and like strengthening that because I've learned that every, you know, voice box is different and you just gotta work with what you have. You can definitely train it to be elastic but you got to work with what you have and just learn your it. instrument. Exactly. So that was black heart. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Amazing. So I feel like because you are an artist, this question might be an easy one for you to answer, but maybe I shouldn't put words in your mouth. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask it to you. Sure. Are you doing what you want to be doing with your life? I am doing what I want to be doing with my life. I am. And as hard as it is sometimes, as frustrating as it is, as, you know, financially burdensome as it is that can be sometimes, is something that I want to be doing for the rest of my life, you know? And 
I think everyone's time will come and it's about being patient with it and just being authentically you always and people will recognize how authentic you are and then it just comes from there but I'm really happy to be doing what I I'm doing because I remember when I was unhappy for a very long time because I was doing what other people wanted me to do what were you doing I was I was um in the finance world for a little bit healthcare finance um because I was trying to please my parents like you know have a stable job work in healthcare you know have health coverage and just you know great salary and just West African parents exactly you already know and I was getting severely depressed of getting so like extremely sad all the time because when you suppress an artist like that they're gonna revolt in some way you know one way or another they're gonna revolt even if they don't realize that they're revolting like their every their whole their whole body their instrument starts to you know kind of counteract what's happening they're just like i don't want to do this anymore you go into work you're just like in a bad mood you're having an attitude or you're just like i don't want to talk to anyone because, or not present you yeah know? you're not present because that is not your space you're in the wrong space and when you're in the wrong space it's obvious it's really obvious when you're in the wrong space and a lot of people ignore that that part of their brain or that where they they may their body may know that they're in the wrong space. Like they might feel this fight or flight, the anxiety, the, you know, the sadness, but they turn that off. They're like, no, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then eventually it, it gets to them, you know, in some way or or another. And I'm so glad at a younger age, like 22, I realized that I, I want to be an artist. This is what I want to do, you know? And it's hard in the social media age when you're, constantly comparing yourself to people who are nothing like you hmm. you see their success and they're like oh my god they're only 19 and they're successful they're only this and they're successful oh my god and then you start to give yourself a timeline of when you're supposed to be successful that is the most tos- toxic toxic thing to do to give yourself a timeline of when you should be successful yeah. you know and I've learned not to do that anymore because I was doing that when I was a bit younger. I was just like, okay, by the time I'm 27, I should be, you know, rich having these many albums out, this and that. It doesn't work that way. You know, you don't know what life is going to throw at you. And that's the hard thing. Like a pandemic. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, who knew that in the beginning of 2020, who knew that this was going to happen? Yeah, everyone's like, 2020, this is going to be the best year ever. Right. And it became the worst worst. year, the worst year ever, Yeah, you know? And, and so it took a lot to learn that, you know? And so I'm constantly checking myself. I'm like, this is, you need to slow down. You need to have, be patient. You need to be patient, be patient because everyone's time will come if it's right for you. If you, if you work hard, if you, if you're passionate about what you do, if you are authentic, it's going to be right for you. You're going to get what, what you deserve. Was it a hard or easy decision to say, I have to, I don't want to do finance anymore. I just want to focus on being an artist. That's a tough question. I would say it was hard. It was hard because I knew that I was going to be financially unstable mm-hmm. because of that. 
there wasn't going to be a comfort of, oh, well, you know, at least I'm getting paid kind of thing. I had to quickly realize I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff for free, especially in the beginning. I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff for free. And you're going to be doing a lot of stuff for free. Like mm -hmm. what? Like when I first started uh, doing film acting, I would do short films for free, like not getting paid, mm. student films, all these things that I uh, spend time learning these lines for auditions, like getting ready for the shoot. It'd be like, you know, 20, 25 hours a week of getting paid zero dollars, but you're getting paid for your you're paying yourself for the experience. Yeah. You know, I can see that. Yeah. And putting that on your resume, quote unquote resume. Um, and same with music, you know, you, you're going to, it's, it's expensive. It's very expensive. You're taking, you know, money out of your own pocket and, you know, paying, paying your bandmates, paying, you know, if you have a manager, paying your manager, paying for a producer, paying for, um, mixing, mastering, paying for studio time, paying for all these things that add up and out of pocket that you, you're put under, you're under, you're always under, mm -hmm. you know? And especially if you don't come from money like that, it's even harder. So that's why I think artists who don't come from money, they feel like they need to be successful because they need the money to support their artistry or they get depressed. They're just like, oh, damn, I'm not good enough because, you know, I'm doing all this work and still no recognition. But it's hard because this world is saturated. This world is saturated with so many artists, some good, some bad. And a lot of times it's, it's less about the talent and just like, who you know, sometimes how much money you have, a lot of times how much money you have, and being in the right place at the right time, and yeah, that's it. It's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. It's so nuanced, and people think it's just so simple that it's a simple algorithm. This is how it's going to work. Boom, 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 boom. You have to work extremely hard, and you have to be dedicated, and you have to be okay to be bad. You have to, you're going to have bad performances. I've had bad performances and there were majority of my performances i would say every time i did it people like that would be so great i would literally go into the bathroom and just like just like give myself a deep sigh i was like oh that was so bad that was so bad <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm like what was i thinking like am i doing and the, it's the self-doubt that com comes with being anything you know i don't care how professional you are how good you are there's always that self-doubt because but i feel yeah. like it's probably always harder though with artists because the thing that you're measuring yourself is like it's your entire self. Yes, it is. It's and different. it's a vulnerable side of yourself, yeah. you know? And as a, a singer and a songwriter, th these are my lyrics. This is my voice. This is my sound. And if people don't like it, then I'm just like, oh, my God, they don't like me. I'm just like, no. You know, there's every artist has a fan base. It's just you, you have to find it. You have to find the kind of people who like your music, you know, mm -hmm. you have to find the support. You have to find, you just have to be confident in yourself and know that you're good enough to do it. And there are days where you can feel extremely confident. And then there's days you're just like, I want to quit. And I'm not going to lie. There are days where I was just like, I'm going to quit. I'm like, this is not for me. Maybe I'll be like, maybe this is not for me. Maybe I'm not. But, and then I'm just like, uh, uh, I've been in, this game for four and a half years. I'm not quitting. What am I? Why would I quit? You know, no, that's not that's not what I meant. I know my calling. I know why I'm here. I was gonna say, did you ever consider a plan B? As a chess head, 
you always have to have a plan B, plan C, plan D. I know that I can fall back. I have I have a degree, so I know I can fall back on my degree. I I'm thankful that I can be articulate enough to, you know, work interviews and like do things and and I hustle. So I never doubted myself in that and finding a day job because if I want to find a day job, I can get it. Mm-hmm. I know I can. But I don't want that. Nice. You know? I would rather deal with the struggle and being satisfied with myself later on in life, knowing that I did what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Because the reason why, what I realized, I've just been observing a lot of older people who are bitter. I was going to say, you're in your 20s too, so mm-hmm. it's, it's good. This is the, the time for this kind of thinking. Yeah. Because, so when I see older people and realize that some of them are bitter it's because they didn't want they didn't do what they wanted to do when they, they had the chance when they had the chance and they and they knew their potential and they didn't hone in on that and that's why they're bitter and so they're bitter at other people they're just like and that's why there's haters that's why people hate on you because they are mad that they can't be 100 percent authentically themselves but you can and so they hate you for it hmm. you know People hate someone who's confident. People are like, oh, that's arrogance. And I'm just like, no, they know who they are. And it's a lot of struggle to get to that point. You know? So, yeah. What was I saying? (laughs) I feel like I just went, oh, I'm sorry. I don't even know what I was talking about. (laughs) No, it's great. We're just kicking on, kicking on being the, uh, being an artist and how it feeds you and how you know what, it is you want to do and you're not mm-hmm. going to veer off that path. And it, and the big thing is to surround yourself with other artists who want, who want what you want too. Because if you're around the wrong group, you're going to be in the worst situation. Like I was for a while, I was like living at home, you know, in an area, no one's an artist. No one, no one dressed like me. I stuck out all the time, you know, and and I could feel that I was like, I don't fit in here. I don't, I can't, I can't produce how I want to because I'm in the wrong environment. When you put yourself in the right environment, you just start to like soar. You start to know, I'm like, oh, this is right. This is awesome. When you're in the wrong environment, it's not going to work. So where is your environment right now? I'm around art as well. My environment is pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I'm in, you know, I'm in Brooklyn with a lot of artists, you know, trying to work. I'm, I, I deal with people who want to work too, who, who want to make music, who want to do skits, who want to do that, you know, because if you don't have that around you, it's going to be so much harder. It resonated with me when you said that, you know, the haters, they're hating because they didn't take advantage of an opportunity when they could have. Mm-hmm. And that just reminds me of uh, when I was 27 mm-hmm. and I took my travel sabbatical for seven months mm-hmm. when I was traveling around Europe, Southeast Tour Asia. travels that, yo, I was so <laughs> obsessed with that. It just uh, it gave me life. I was like living vicariously through you. Yeah, that was that was tough too. I mean, it wasn't that hard to make that decision because I remember um, I was out of vacation days and uh, we were gonna go to a trip to Amsterdam, me and some friends. And I said, listen, for me to take this trip, I'd pretty much have to quit my job because mm-hmm. I'm out of days. And I said, you know what? Let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do As that. As a matter of fact. 
So yeah. it was a little hard to to talk to my dad and say, hey, dad, I'm quitting my job at Saatchi and Saatchi, the place you've always like thought of me to work at when mm -hmm. I said I want to work in advertising. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'll be fine. I'll come back. I'll work. It will. It'll be all right. Because I didn't want to wake up at 30 and regret not taking some time off work, knowing good and goddamn well that I could get a job at any time. Right. Exactly. I can get a job at any time. Exactly. Um, but that's, you know, what a privilege for me to say. First mm -hmm. of all, I acknowledge that. But that's just the situation I was in. So I think that it's important to seize the moment. I agree. If you can do it. So seize I respect you for that. the moment, for sure. We're almost at time. Ah, if you can believe it. Damn. <laughs> um, it's great to hear that, that you, you are doing what you want to be doing with your life. So I guess... What I like to ask is, what are you gonna, you know, leave this this interview doing? Is there, is there any kind of new understanding that you've you've you're gonna leave with? I would say understanding confidence, understanding your confidence. Everyone's confidence is different. Every, I I feel like there's different levels to confidence too. When someone is confident, it doesn't have to be overt you know you don't have to show off how confident you are and i think that's what people get wrong a lot of the times if you internally feel yourself being the fucking badass person that you are then it's going to show it's going to show it's it's going it's going to manifest you have to believe in yourself if you don't believe in yourself it's not going to work everything's going to be faulty everything's going to fall apart around you you know and so it's not about overt confidence. People need to understand that confidence comes in many forms. It's knowing what makes you feel confident, knowing that what makes you happy, what makes you feel confident. And when you figure that out, it's like a flower blossoming. That is such a pretty visual. Isn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kwabi, for being here. Thanks for having me. Tom. Where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram at underscore Kwabi, so that's underscore K-W-A-B-B-I-E. I'm also on TikTok, underscore Kwabi as well. TikTok is a little different. I'm like, I do a little comedy, but I also do music and acting, so you'll find more of the fun artwork there. So you should check my TikTok out. Um, Instagram, definitely something I'm on. You should check my stories. I try to be funny sometimes. <laughs> I don't think I'm that funny, but I try. <laughs> um yeah so check me out you know you guys can dm me you guys can reach out to me i'm here when do you think your second ep is gonna <laughs> girl <laughs> the side girl, eye i doing? was just kidding <laughs> what you talking about what you talking about willis no i have no idea put me on the spot i like that i like that okay where's your first ep that's the one you can okay my about. First EP came out this year in August, August 28th, 2020. And you can find that on all platforms, Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, Amazon Music. What's it called? It is called Calm Chaos. Mm -hmm. You can find that, again, on all platforms. Yeah. All right. Well, ah. Uh, oh, it's coming to an end. No. What a delight. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, check out Quabi and uh, see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. All right. There's another one. 
I love when artists are doing what they should be doing and want to be doing. It, I can just see the fulfillment in their faces and it really makes me happy. I guess I just like to see my, my friends happy. <laughs> so if you like this episode, there are three more in the bank, so go ahead and have a listen. And you can like, subscribe, share these episodes with those you think would be interested in hearing. And remember, set a goal, take some steps, and get after it. Until next time. It's Bullish with Toro. Bye.